Welcome to the PR in Your Life podcast, episode number 16. This podcast is designed to help age 40 and over athletes live their best life. On this episode, we're going to talk about epigenetics. You are stuck with the genes you are born with, but there is a lot you can do to affect what portion of the gene is expressed. As always, we've got a lot to share, so let's go. Hi, I'm Dr. Libby. And I'm Coach Alex. Welcome to PR in Life podcast, where it's all about thriving, not just surviving as an over 40 athlete. I've been a family practitioner for almost 20 years, and I have been dissatisfied with what medicine has to offer athletes. Now, as a functional medicine doctor, I've teamed up with Alex, a functional health coach, to talk about how to get to the root cause of symptoms. And together, we'll teach you how to make 40 and beyond the best years of your life. Hi, good morning. Hi, Alex. How are you? I am great. How are you? Good. Did you have a nice morning? <sighs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> What'd yeah. you do? I'll just kind of working on this a little bit. And it, it's funny hearing everybody talk about their kids going back to school and mm-hmm. all this. And it just seems so different now. It really is. Yeah. Did, you your, know, did you girls start or they, they did on not the yet. Okay. They were supposed to start Wednesday of last week, but then the school pushed it back two weeks. So okay. they start like September the 2nd, yeah. which they were disappointed because they're ready to go. But that was... They were going back the day that we were getting back from vacation, which isn't exactly so it gives ideal. You a little bit more time. So yeah, but so they're excited. But Josie's going to be a freshman. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So she got her schedule last night, and she's super excited because she's got all the classes she wanted, and she's got all her friends and her classes and stuff. So she was super happy about yeah. that. But I can't believe she's going to be in high school. It's crazy. Wow. wow. Yeah. Enjoy yeah. every minute of it. Yeah. So I was supposed to take her after this recording. To to go pick up her schedule but um she got it online somehow last night so we don't have to do that anymore but um, yeah yeah and then I was dealing with I showed you the picture oh my gosh so we have this outdoor cat and we're not really cat people but the neighbor's outdoor cat had kittens and the kids begged us to have one and so we're like yes it can live outdoors well it's moved its way into our garage it pretty much lives in our garage and I think it like I, don't, I think it stays up all night long and go outside and hunts and does stuff. Yeah. And then it sleeps in our garage all day long. But last night, there was a hummingbird in our garage. And the cat loves to hang out on the sunroof of Andy's car. Like That's where it, <laughs> like it sleeps there all the yeah. time. We're like, whatever, this is ridiculous. But it was trying to get up even higher. So then we noticed it was on the top of my van last yep, night. Just moving on up. Moving on up a little higher. Well, this morning, it's on top of our garage door like the garage door is open and it's on top of that and I don't know how it's going to get down you know like I pulled my van out and I'm like now it's just stuck up there call the firemen is it that what they're for gosh yeah come save my cat yes exactly so I was dealing with that this morning but I mean actually I haven't really dealt with it it's still up there. he's still up there he'll be all right he'll just lay down yeah yeah. he can take a nap up there till I get I mean I thought it would be smart of him to jump off the garage door onto the top of my van and then he can jump from my van down yeah but um he wasn't doing that and it was time for me to leave so I'm like well you just gotta deal with that yeah (laughs) Yeah. I'll tell you what having animals is Mm -hmm. well it was this happened to me last week so last Thursday I get a phone call um from our vet Mm -hmm. (laughs) that Gus 
our little male had gotten stung by a bee. Okay. And they gave him a Benadryl shot, and they just wanted me to know. And, of course, he's so dramatic. He had all kinds of problems, and it was just chaos. So, and then to kind of watch him for the next couple of days. Well, then through the night, he was up, thrown up all night, not having all kinds of, I don't know, reactions from the Benadryl. And then he was exhausted the next day and all kinds of stuff. And, I, I mean, I legit canceled plans. <laughs> Like he was a child that I was taking care of because well, I didn't child. I didn't want to leave him alone and I just laugh like how animals just really you know I like if I didn't have this I'd just be flying through life and yeah. not worrying about it but I thought I canceled half my weekends just to make sure. He was okay. Well, we're going to talk about how all like lifestyle factors are important for your gene expression yes. today and like relationships and our relationships with our animals are important. Yes, I mean, they, they are. really are, you yes. know, especially for people who's like you guys, your kids are, mm-hmm. you know, grown up and, um, or people who are older, like, yeah. you know, um, it just, it, it just really can make a big, big difference. I mean, it's a yeah. really good social connection for people to have just someone to nurture and care for and stuff. You yeah. Know? Yeah, exactly. Emotionally. Important. Yes, it is. But I feel like I have two young children. I feel like the oh, one's yeah. a teenager now. She's got attitude. So I think her and Josie could oh, be. yeah. Yeah. yeah Tate <laughs> has all the attitude and sass. So <sighs> you never dealt with teenage girls. No, so this is all new no, territory for it is you. brand new. Oh my goodness. Before yeah. we jump in and talk about epigenetics, I, um, we were, texting each other yesterday preparing for this and um we got talking about what books we were reading and I'm always reading like and you said the same thing I'm always yeah. reading a couple of different books so I thought we'd share what we're what we're reading right now before we jump in so what are you reading right now Alex let's see I and it's funny because they're all kind of tied together mm-hmm. and they're very similar in the topics one is um change maker he is um Dr. Um, Berardi he made the founded the um, precision nutrition program okay and so he I absolutely love him I love his style of uh, nutritional coaching and everything else so he wrote this great book so I'm you know kind of reading that Um, another one on motivational interviewing specifically for um, nutrition fitness Mm -hmm. and so it really just complements everything that I'm doing and sometimes work with a client they'll say something I'm kind of stumped and this book is covering like all of that and then the other one brainwash um, who I had sent the podcast yesterday who Dr. Um, Perlmutter yeah mm-hmm. he's fantastic so has some great podcasts so those are kind of the three that I'm constantly going back and forth to I used to be a person who read like one book at a time and now I found I usually have a couple of different ones going mm-hmm. and they're because they're usually pretty heavy sort of books too they're not yeah. just like a total fictional book but um, I read Brainwashed by Dr. Perlmutter and I loved that yeah. and then I got one of his older books which is Grain Brain, Brain. Mm-hmm. and I mean it's a lot of heavy science but um, it really is a great book I mean it's all about how you know we've told people with the food pyramid and everything more mm-hmm. of a higher carbohydrate diet um, because fat is bad and yeah. he's really showing all the research and science as to why fat is not bad and right. and so that's really good and then I'm also reading this book about meditation called Wherever You Go There You Are 
Yeah. Which um, it's John Kabat-Zinn who wrote that book. And it's, it's one of those books that's like not meant to be just rushed through. Like right. it's like these small little Take chapters mm-hmm. and yeah, they're kind of deep and heavy. And um, so I read a chapter maybe of that per day. And then I'm always reading books with the girls too. Ainsley loves to read. And so she's always reading books, but then we usually have one that we're reading together. And one of my patients, um, her daughter is an author. And I was telling her that we like to read books. And so she said, oh, my goodness, you'll have to read one of my daughter's books sometime. And um, so she let us borrow one. And um, it's called Finding Lady Enderly um, by Joanna Politano, I think is her name. And it's so good. It's like kind of like a Cinderella story. Okay. But it's really eloquently written. I mean, it's just a beautiful, beautiful book. So we read a chapter of that most days. And then I'm reading a book about finances to the kids <laughs> together. Like, I'm pretty much having to like force Josie into it because yeah. she does not like to read. Ainsley, Andy, and I are just avid readers. Yeah. And Josie's like, uh, I'm going to watch my YouTube and my TikTok and, you know, forget yeah. that stuff. Um, but um, we're reading a book about like money and saving money and stuff because um, it's just good stuff yeah. for them to know. And it's it's a book that's written in kind of a fun, like it's a mm-hmm. story book, but um, it's got some good life lessons. She yeah. just, um, she's getting it tomorrow. So we bought her an iPhone, you know, when she yeah. was 13, I think. But I got her like the iPhone 7 and she wants the 11 Pro Max, which is nicer than the phone I have, you know, yeah. I'm like, well, I'm not buying that for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so hmm. she saved up her money all summer. So she babysat and she saved and she saved and she saved. Yeah. And then um, she finally reached the threshold of the money she needed to get it. And so we ordered it for her. I mean, she gave me all the money. I ordered it for her, put it on my credit card and it's yeah. coming tomorrow. And wow, so she's super excited. Day. But it's just a good life lesson. Like, I mean, I could have bought it for her, but I just think the no. lesson was there, you know? You know what? I actually, Dan and I just had this conversation yesterday about that you, well, and it kind of goes into, I was talking about brainwash and some of the mm-hmm. stuff that they were talking, the father and son were discussing just on um, the disconnect mm-hmm. and all the disconnects that we have in that technology as great it is is the our biggest offense of oh, yeah. disconnect and we were talking about and and they discuss in that how everything you know if you want food you go through the fast food if you want clothes you order it on amazon no matter what if you want to watch a movie you um download it on you know it's mm-hmm. just everything's at your feet you don't have to wait you don't really have to work for it yes and that i said you know i you know, paid for my education and I worked really hard because mm-hmm. I paid for it. And yeah. we were just talking about how much more you appreciate and you take yes. care of things yes. when you pay for it. Cause guess what? She's going to make sure she doesn't drop it. Yes. She's going to not leave it. She's going to appreciate the fact that all that work that she did all summer babysitting. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. I, you know, I was, um, telling this story recently to someone, I can't remember who it was and I don't want to get too far off topic, but when I was a kid, I wanted a new 10-speed bicycle mm-hmm. really bad. And my my best friend had a 10-speed, and I did not. I had my little bike, you know. And, yeah. and so we'd ride bikes together, and I couldn't keep up with her. And I, I asked my parents, please, can I have a 10-speed? And they said, no, not yet. You know, you have to have that other bike for so long. And so it seemed like forever. I mean, it might have yeah. been a few months. <laughs> I don't know. But like but, in my little kid brain, it was like two years I had yeah. this bike, and my friend had this 10-speed. And then finally one day, like I had put enough time in, and they were going to buy me a new bike. So we loaded up the car, and we went to the bike store to pick out a 10-speed for me. And while we were there, um, my parents were like, well, while we're here, let's just get your sister a new bike too. Okay. And she's two and a half years younger than me. And I'm like, no, 
no fair. Like I had to wait so yes. long and you're just going to let her have a bike. This I am robbed. And they were like, well, that's what we're doing. So they got her a bike and I got a bike. And I always felt so robbed because of that. Yeah. But, you know, I think in some ways maybe she was robbed and I wasn't robbed because the you know, value of, of just working delaying that mm-hmm. gratification, you know, it was just a, a good life lesson, you know, and also I'm also trying to become of the mindset that just because what some, when someone else is successful or gets something that doesn't take away anything from you, you right. know, like why mm-hmm. should it matter that she got something and I didn't, you know, it's, that doesn't take away from, I still got right. my 10 speed, right? You know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, it's just kind of an interesting little story, but enough um, talking about that stuff. Let's talk about epigenetics yes. today. So epigenetics, basically what it is, is that it's only part of your gene is expressed, mm-hmm. right? So we all have these genes that we were born with and they are in every cell in our body. So every single cell in your whole entire body has the same code, DNA code that you inherited from your parents. But only a portion of that gene is expressed. Yeah. And we have so much control over the portion of the gene that is expressed. You know, I've always kind of thought, well, you're just, you know, you can't help your DNA, right? right? Which is true, but you certainly can help how it's expressed, how it's expressed Mm -hmm. and what portion of the gene is expressed. And so much of what you do, um, matters with that. Yeah. Like they're talking, you know, that it's either kind of lays dormant Mm -hmm. or if you have a positive or a negative based on life choices. Exactly. It's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I never fully understood that until I started my functional medicine Mm -hmm. journey. I mean, I guess I kind of understood it because there's, you know, there's like a genotype and there's a phenotype and, you know, think back to like biology when you, um, did you ever do little Punnett squares, like brown eyes, blue eyes? Okay. You are, <laughs> I think I barely made it through biology, so I'm relying on you. Yes. Well, it's like, so think about like, I, I went through this with my kids recently. One of them was doing this in science class, but like, okay, so my dad has brown eyes and mm-hmm. my mom has blue eyes. Yeah. Okay. So typically the brown eye is a dominant, a dominant trait yeah. and then mm-hmm. the blue eyes is a recessive trait. And so, um, I know that I probably got a a dominant. I got a blue. I have brown eyes, yeah. but I got a blue eye gene from my mom because she probably doesn't. If she had a brown eye gene, she would. I she would have brown eyes. Yeah. Right. She has yeah. to only have blue eye genes. So um, my let's see phenotype we know is brown eyes. That's what's mm-hmm. expressed. But my genotype is probably I have probably have a blue eye gene and a brown eye gene. Yeah. Okay. So so that's just like genotype is what your gene is, phenotype is what is expressed. But, you know, I, I understood it in that realm, but I never understood it in so many other realms. But I mean right. all of our genes are subject to this. Yeah. And what affects that is the common everyday lifestyle things that we talk about on this right. podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, it, you know, it was so fascinating, too, because it, like, as you read more about it in the study, you know, they're talking about not only the lifestyle environmental choices, but now they're really getting into the nutritional choices mm-hmm. and dialing in on what foods really help with that, too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's they're really, 
you know, starting to narrow stuff down a whole lot more. So yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, so epigenetics is the study of gene expression. And then mm-hmm. you know, there's all these subcategories and under epigenetics too, like nutrigenomics is how yeah. food affects our genes. Yeah. And then nutrigenetics is how the genes affect what we do with our food. Yeah. You know, and so, I mean, yeah. you think about your microbiome, like the gut bacteria that live in your gut, um, they are affected by the foods that we eat, but then they also affect how we metabolize our foods right. too. I mean, so it's so fascinating. I mean, food is, and we can do a whole podcast on this because food is so much more than fuel for our body. Um, it's information for our body yeah. and for our, and, and it's not just food. I mean, food and sleep and exercise and stress and relationships and yeah. all of these things are affecting yeah. the expression of our gene. Well, and it was, I think one of the podcasts that I was listening to recently was talking about, you know, so many people do the DNA test mm-hmm. and the food type test and all that. 23 me or yeah, something. Yeah, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And they're like, you know, that's really nice. But it, let's say they give you an example of you're lacking in this, you mm-hmm. know, certain whatever. They're like, but the problem is, is that you, you know, then people just focus on that one single thing, not realizing that is affected by this and this and this and so many different cofactors that go with it. And so they were talking about, you know, all the different fads and diets that we've kind of talked about, but they're like, you know what, basically you just need to eat a variety of everything. Mm -hmm. So you're pairing all this together. And so Mm -hmm. you're, you know, and it was just like, it, it, does make me think so much more about like today I had a banana and then I made sure I had protein with it. So Mm -hmm. it's slowed down the process of my sugars being released and everything else. And I'm like, it's not just let me grab a banana because it's healthy for me. It's well, I need to have a protein to go with it. And it's just, you know, it's so, and you know, you've said this multiple times before and, um, you know, because people will ask like you, like, what do you eat? Like, I want to eat yeah. what you eat because yeah. it's working for you, right? Um, but we are all so different. unique, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's microbial. So we all have different gut bacteria. Right. We all have different genetic makeup. So we do have different yeah. genes that we were born with. And then we're biochemically diverse, too. And so every it's a yeah. lot of trial and error of what works for one person. But, yeah. you know, I, I was thinking back to, like, when I first started, quote, unquote, what dieting, I guess, is what yeah. you, you could say. And it's been several years ago, but you know, I'm always been a thin person. And so I just never really worried about what I ate for a long, long time. But when I started focusing on what I was going to eat, it was for weight loss. Like mm-hmm. I had just gained about 10 pounds and I wanted to lose it. And that was the only reason I was choosing the foods that I was choosing. Right. And now I choose the foods still to maintain a healthy weight. I mean, that is still a big factor in the equation. Let's be honest. Right. But it's also um, because I just want to feel great and I want to be healthy. And it's super healthy, I think, to think of food in that regard, because if you're trying to lose weight, let's be honest, you know, the scale can be our biggest friend or our worst enemy can ruin our day or make our day absolutely because when you're eating clean and you're you know not indulging in things that would be fun to indulge in and the scales moving I find it to be very rewarding I'm like this is great but then the second it kind of plateaus or starts to go up a little bit and you it's it's like one thing if it goes up a little bit and you had some cake and you know you had some treats and you're like okay it went up a little bit that makes sense but it's super frustrating when it goes up a little bit and you 
haven't. Right. You want to throw the towel in and say this is not working. But you have to step back and remind yourself, why am I doing this to begin with? Is mm-hmm. it just to have a number on the scale or is it to be yeah. fully vibrant and alive and healthy and feeling great and all of those things too? Right. And Yeah, I do. I think about that so much more. And I know that we'll really talk about this, especially with certain foods that help with, you know, keeping away from dementia or Alzheimer's Mm. or cancers Mm -hmm. or different things. And of that, there's just that reaffirming of, Mm -hmm. yes, I'm doing this because I want to look good. I want to feel good. Right. But there's that whole deeper level of what, how important nutrition and the lifestyle changes that you make that just, we keep on saying again, it's it's get rid of the toxicity, get rid of, you know, the the stress that you can sleep. It's just, it goes back to the same core things every single time. Exactly. It's not just to feel good and to Mm -hmm. look good. It's to prevent chronic disease. Right. You know, it really, really is. And I, I, I won't go as far as to say that like all chronic disease is somebody's fault because it right. isn't. I mean, it is more complicated than that. And there are certain genes that, that we inherit that make us much more prone to certain diseases and, and things like that. But it's definitely not, well, there's yeah. this runs in my family, so I'm just destined to get it too. And there's nothing I can do about it. That is could not be further from the truth. Well, and we've heard that so often. Well, my parents are big. Yeah. My parents got this. I got that. So I'm going to, too. And, you know, and that doesn't really fly anymore. Mm -mm. If you kind of apply a lot of these, you know, applications, it's. Absolutely. It's so fascinating. And it's. Yeah. Now, what was that that they said that um, your genes are the gun and the environment's the trigger? Mm -hmm. Yes. Isn't that true? Yeah. Yeah. I was, um, you know, I'm studying for this big exam now. So I've taken all these um, IFM courses through the Institute of Functional Medicine over the last couple of years. And then they have like this cumulative exam. So I've been going back through these lectures and listening. And I was listening to a lecture about celiac disease. Mm -hmm. And um, you have to have like a certain genetic predisposition to have celiac disease. Um, But then you have to have a trigger you know, yeah. a, there's a trigger that, and, and that's the case with a lot of diseases um, that until that trigger is pulled and that trigger is something that is oftentimes within our control. Yeah. You know? And and I understand there's certain things you can do everything right mm-hmm. and it's still going to happen. Yes. But it might lessen mm-hmm. how severe it is or your, you know, how your, your body reacts to it. So I guess I always look at it. You just want to give yourself a fighting chance. Absolutely. You know, I used to think in conventional medicine that autoimmunity, Mm -hmm. like once you had an autoimmune disease, I mean, first of all, there was nothing you could do to prevent an autoimmune disease. And once you had it, it was irreversible. It's just irreversible. And I mean, there's these different labs that we check to diagnose autoimmune disease. Um, and some patients would ask me sometimes, like, should we recheck that again? I'm like, no, there's really no reason to, because yeah. once it's there, it's always there. It will never go away. We yeah. just use that as a diagnostic tool to let us know what, what you've got. And I have seen with my own eyes, especially when it comes to Hashimoto's thyroiditis, mm-hmm. um, the elevated autoantibodies, and then we start fixing key imbalances in their health and um then we check these again and they get better and they get 
the titers get lower and they get lower yeah. and they get lower and they yeah. go away. And I mean, I've seen other doctors report these things, but I've started to see it with my own two eyes too. And it's just unbelievable. Okay. Do you want to tell us about the one client that I referenced about? So she's actually the client mm-hmm. and she was cleaning up her diet mm-hmm. and she's pretty much the one that kind of makes the food decisions and husband's like well whatever you're eating I'm going to eat too I wish it was always that easy but he just kind of fell in line with what but he had also had um was on high blood pressure high cholesterol high cholesterol super high cholesterol yes. right yes so finish telling us oh yes just, yeah, okay 30 so, years worth of being on medications right the doctor saying this is just how it is your parents have this you're gonna deal with it right it's just a familial thing yeah not your fault and yeah so this is a client working with Alex and I and then so she's been making all these positive changes in her lifestyle and as a result so as her husband and he went in for his checkup, right? Yeah. And his cholesterol was... Better than it had been in 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> and did they stop his medication? I can't remember. I think they... Lowered I it? Lowered it considerably. Yes. And they're like, what in the world? <laughs> He's like, just changing my diet. Right. And here's the thing. As doctors sometimes, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that we emphasize always enough at how important that stuff is. And so we kind of lead people to believe there's not much you can do about it. So don't even bother. Just take this pill and don't worry about it. And, you know, he probably was led to believe there was nothing he could do about it. And turns out there's a lot he could do about it, right? Well, and it's it. And I think that's what's hard, too, is that and they're a couple who are very, very healthy. They're incredibly active. Mm -hmm. They're just a dream to work with. Mm -hmm. And so... I think that's the other thing, too, is that you and I are in a very unique situation working with people is that we have such a great background in this and that we can help people through that. Because I always thought that I was a really healthy eater Mm -hmm. and did the right things until I, you know, got into this program and really started learning. Wow. And so I think that's the thing, too, is we do have to give a lot of people a break because they don't know. Sure. They honestly have in what you and I hear all the time. I eat really well. And then we do a food diary and you're like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Wow. We got some things we can work on here for sure. And and it's not anybody's fault because we have been given a lot of misinformation over the years. Yes. You know, I mean, I remember your go to was always bagels. Like you ate bagels all the time. three a day. <laughs> and like, they were whole wheat bagels, so they were good, right? Exactly. They're yeah. whole wheat. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, um, you know, I wouldn't say all grains are bad for everybody, but they're not, they're yeah. not the best generally. Yeah. You know? Unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, our diet was just not, that was not something that we had in our diet until, mm-hmm. you know, mid late 1800s, early 1900s. And Mm -hmm. that's, you know, when, and then of course more processed. And that's when we started having all these issues. Those highly refined mm -hmm. grains spike your sugar so quickly, you know, and artificially. And so, um, you know, staying away from them as much as you possibly can is, is, you know, keeping your insulin level from spiking constantly is a challenge. But, yeah. you know, if you think about it, um, I was reading something this weekend. I can't remember even from where, but fruit was only a av- fruit was seasonal. Yeah. You can only get it at certain mm-hmm. times. And that was really the only source of available carbs to our 
Paleolithic ancestors. Right. And fruit was a signal to the body to start storing fat mm-hmm. because it's winter is coming and we need to store some body fat. So um, it you know kept the insulin levels up. Insulin levels up tells your body to store fat, preparing for winter. Well, now, you know. We've added fructose to yeah everything. Right. And so we eat um, high insulin-provoking foods all the time. Yeah. So our insulin levels are constantly up, which tells our body, let's keep storing fat. Like your body is yeah. doing what it's supposed to be doing with a high insulin level. It's storing yeah. fat. And so we really need to keep that insulin level low. I didn't tell you this, but it was Andy's birthday this weekend. And he likes to do kind of sort of epic things for his birthday. Like remember when he walked 50 yeah. miles yes. overnight? His yeah. Birthday? Like it's a couple yeah. of years ago. He decided, yeah. I'm going to walk 50 miles, like run, walk 50 miles at the reservoir. And he started like in the evening and he did it all night long and darn near died, but he did it. Yeah. You know? So this year for his birthday, he decided he wanted to do a 72 hour fast. Okay. Now, for people who are listening, if you've not fasted, I would not recommend a 72-hour fast right from the get-go. Right. Start with something much, much lower. But he decided he wanted to do that, so I did it with him, too. And it's such a great way to get your insulin level mm-hmm. low. And he's been struggling with a little bit of insulin resistance that I've figured out. And um, so, you know, what a better way to, like, kick it into, yeah. to kick it into gear. So we ate dinner on Thursday night. Okay. We had no food Friday no food Saturday, and then we ate dinner again Sunday night. Okay. And when I say no food, I mean zero calories. So we had right. water and we had black coffee. A true fasting. True fasting. Mm-hmm. No coconut oil, no bone yeah. broth, no gum, no peppermints, no nothing. I mean, yeah. zero calories. And um, and that really, you know, we, and we kept an eye on our blood sugar and our ketones too. And, um, it was it wasn't terrible. I mean, it was yeah. there were a few moments yeah. that were pretty, pretty hard, but we're both pretty strong willed that like when we yeah. set our mind to something and there were multiple times that we were like, I'm kind of dizzy, you know, and, and we did yeah. eat some salt in our water mm-hmm. occasionally just to kind of help with that dizziness. But, um, you know, keeping that insulin low, that's a way to modify your genes, right, yeah. too. I mean, it, right. it's there's a lot of research about fasting and longevity. Especially and, for cancer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So much is out there. Exactly, because you're exactly right, Alex. Like, when your body doesn't have sh- glucose to burn, mm-hmm. and when you, especially when you've been in a fast situation for, it probably takes about 24 hours to get into this situation. You start to go through what's called autophagy, and that's where your body starts to use broken down bad cells for fuel okay and those are broken down bad cells that have the potential to turn into disease yeah cancer heart mm-hmm. disease degenerative diseases of the brain all of these things and so um you know we're like to think that our body yeah. was like recycling that stuff yeah. and I had a you know I think the thing I love about um our practice right now the most is um learning from some patients. Oh my yeah. gosh. Like I, I hope that they learn a lot from me, but I learned so much from them too. So I've been sharing books with patients, you know, we yeah. can't keep swapping mm-hmm. them. And, um, Michelle and I swapped some books and she, she did a five day fast. Okay. And I said, Oh my, cause we yeah. swapped a couple about fasting. There's the 
um, Walter Longo has the fasting mimicking diet book. Okay. And that is one where you don't really fast, but you have like um, a five day period where you eat like a really low calorie diet. And it's very specific about the macronutrient breakdown and stuff. Um, and I had read The Obesity Code, which is yeah. all about intermittent fasting. And so she and I swapped and read each other's books. But then um, when I followed up with her the next time, she said that she did a five day fast. And I was like, oh my goodness, yeah. um, that's a long, long time. And that kind of motivated, like, I think I was telling my husband that and he was like, I don't know about a five day, but let's do a three, three day. day. And it was a nice post vacation reset too, right. because on vacation, I we kind of, yeah, we kind of go off the chains. Well, I'm trying, and you write mine, of course, we're talking about fasting a lot, but it was in um, Jason Fung's book, there was a study with a um, the cancer specialist who had mm-hmm. all his cancer patients once a year do a seven day complete water fast mm-hmm. to reset, and it had been very successful with his cancer patients. Right. So I mean, there's right. Just and we'll so talk much, more about yeah. fasting another that time. That is our too. next podcast. It just is. FYI. Yes, exactly. And I don't want to get off off topic too much, but it is. I mean, that's one way mm-hmm. to alter your epigenetics or alter your yeah. gen- genome is is through fasting and, and the food and and just all of yeah. those simple lifestyle things yeah. that we yeah. think are like, I remember thinking, they don't matter that much, do they really? I mean, does it really matter how much yeah. sleep you get? And does it really matter, you know? Yeah. Your stress levels and all of that. And um, it does, though. Those are the two. That comes back almost everything that I read in almost every podcast is the two top things that come up first mm-hmm. when they're like, fix me, you know, whether mm-hmm. it be nutrition, diet, exercise, whatever it is, everything is what's your sleep mm-hmm. and what's your stress mm-hmm. every single time. And that just blows me away. They're like not even getting into, they're like, you know, help me doc, I need to lose weight, you know, give me a, a pill or a diet plan, but it always goes back to what's your stress, what's your sleep. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's wow. crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't th- seem like that stuff would matter that much, but it really, really does. I was I was writing my blog this morning that I got with this podcast, but I was thinking about like, like I am such the sleep Nazi these days because I realize how important yeah. sleep is. Yeah. And like, I want to be in bed asleep, you know, by like 9.30 or 10 o'clock and um, Andy will come into bed and then sometimes he's got the lamp on, he's reading his yeah. book or he's messing with his phone. And I'm like, it, it's distracting. It kind of keeps me from falling asleep sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. I just fall yeah. asleep anyways. But I'm like, turn that off. I'm like, you're affecting my genome. <laughs> yours yeah. too. Like, this is terrible. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Shut up. You're like, really? But I really like the one thing, and I think it was a podcast that I sent to you, that he talks about he turns off his internet mm-hmm. at night. Mm-hmm. So he can't do stuff. And yes. so that's not the first thing that he does in the morning. Like, you know, talking about, okay, you know, time yourself. How long is it from the time that you wake up to you grab your iPad, your phone, whatever? Yeah. And he's like, you know, I'll grab it, but I can't do anything because the internet's off. And I'm yes. like, what? Well, we're actually talking about that. We're getting ready to move here in a month. And so we're really talking about dialing back. Mm. No cable. Yeah. None of that stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, we're just like, let's do some major life changes when we yeah. when we move. It takes some intention mm-hmm. to not just do that, you know, but I, yeah. I try to do the same thing, too, as <clears throat> far as... Um, you know, just being intentional and that like not yeah. 
being on my phone all the time and um, not starting my day in that reactive mode. You right. know, I like to be more proactive, like, okay, this is in my day. Peaceful, yeah, yes. starting your mind in a peaceful place. That was the one thing I really liked at the beginning of Brainwash when I talk about mm-hmm. the the disconnect and what social media has makes everybody seem so happy and all this and and actually we all know it's just fake anyway Mm -hmm. people just post what they want you to see is great right but that um but then that pulls out in you a feeling of wow I'm not that happy Mm -hmm. what's going on in my life Mm -hmm. and that comparison and everything else and so it just goes back to kind of what we're talking here with the epigenetics what what kinds of stress can you eliminate in your life Mm -hmm. that you're you're not adding to Right. You know, some things we can't control, but, you know, a lot of things we can. Right. Absolutely. And um, I think there have been multiple studies that show that the more hours per day or week that you spend on those platforms, Mm -hmm. the unhappier and more depressed people generally are. And I'm not saying it's all bad because it is a good way to connect and keep up with people and all of that. So there are a lot of positives with it, too. But um yeah, you can't compare your life to somebody yeah. else's highlight reel and exactly. expect to um, feel happiness. I mean, it just yeah. doesn't. And then feeling happiness is so important, not just for your personal well-being in the moment, but also for, yeah. you know, gene expression and all of that, too. What else do you want to say about epigenetics? I mean, there's just so, so, so much. Um, is there anything else that you're like thinking we really need to hit well home on you know today. that's the one thing I will really just beg people to check out our website because I am going to make sure that we there's actually some really great food lists that specifically talk about what foods are great for the um helping with all these these genes and everything else mm-hmm. and so I'm really going to make sure that we post some of the recipes and all that kind of stuff but just nutritionally what things you can do mm-hmm. to you know really boost I guess really boost your chances of just you know staying healthy yeah do you have some examples of some of those um some are like interesting like turmeric was a great one mm. um ginger root Apples, while they're mm-hmm. really talking about their fermented foods, mm-hmm. number one, are gr- just great for that. If the healthy your gut is, oh, yeah. I mean, that's like one of the biggest things that, you know, having a healthy gut yeah. and feeding the good bacteria and the, you know, short chain fatty acids and everything in there of just, you know, that's so important. So it kind of goes back to just the nutrition with that. But um, let's see, what are some of the other phones? Um, the crucifix greens, broccoli, mm-hmm. um, arugula are great ones. And they all have specific things that they're important for. Mm-hmm. So it kind of goes back to having that really good range mm-hmm. of foods that you're eating. So, and, you know, this is all the stuff that you can get, you know, in your diet. Yeah. So, you know, I was thinking, I was talking to my kids this weekend, actually. We did a lot of food prep this weekend and stuff. And, you know, it's so hard. Like, I mean, my kids like to eat yeah. the carbohydrate white diet is pretty much yeah. what they like to eat, especially Josie. And um, I instead of, and, and I think if you're struggling with your diet, maybe the first place to start is not what you all need to take out, what you can't eat. But just start adding in yeah. some things. So if you start adding in, like, I'm going to try to get three servings of veggies in today. Yeah. Well, you're going to eat less bad stuff because you're going to be full from the veggies. Right. And not so focused on what you can't eat, but just start to focus on more adding some things into your diet can make a huge, huge difference. Well, and I think the same thing, too. It's it's always like you can, you know, 
with those kinds of changes, you know, look at your end goal of what I want to be mm-hmm. and exactly what you said, what little change can I make today? Mm-hmm. You know, if I slowly start changing our diet little bit at a time mm-hmm. and then over time all the white stuff might eventually be gone yeah you know they might realize that their palate doesn't even crave that anymore they don't like it mm-hmm. because we have really changed um, what their body's craving because we've talked about that that the gut craves what you give it yes and the more junk that you give it the more it craves yes. but when you eventually kill those nasty little guys out eventually you do crave the good stuff and i do i'm mm-hmm. the first one to be like oh, i can't wait to have you know asparagus and a chicken and tuna and all that different kind of stuff yeah and you know because you feel so great when you eat it too but I, yeah you know i i'm waiting to not crave sugar like and I, I don't know that it's ever gonna happen because I was telling Andy his birthday is like three weeks before my birthday and so what he yeah. wanted to do for his birthday was a 72 hour fast I'm like you know what I want to do for my birthday I want to have a cake and I want to eat as much of it as I want and I want to get your cinnamon roll that I always get you <laughs> yes. for your birthday so geez I'm like I really I'm like that's what I'm thinking about like I'm thinking one piece of cake isn't going to be enough I want as many as I want on my birthday on your birthday yes and yeah. um I'm like that's what I and I, I would love to have a place in time where I no longer desire that to the yeah. level that I do. Um, I mean, most days I don't think about it that much. I just keep myself full with really mm-hmm. healthy, nutritious food and I feel great. Um, but I, I don't think I can ever imagine a time where I won't long for yeah, those splurges. You know, and I kind of look at that too of we're only living one life. Yeah. And, but I do try to do that of, okay, You've got your holidays, mm-hmm. you've got your birthdays, you've got certain celebrations, <clears throat> and you have to you have to enjoy that. Absolutely. I mean, you really do. It was it's funny, I was I actually sent a book on fasting to um, one of our clients this weekend and she was asking me about it and she felt like she had to do like this really regimented that's kind yeah. of what she had in her head. I said, No, you adapt it to work works best in your life. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have a morning, you know, that you aren't exercising and you, you know, feel like you need to have food, then, you know, you just do a 12 hour fast. Mm -hmm. But if you have a day that's a rest day, you can do a longer fast, make that a longer one. Mm -hmm. And she's like, Oh, I just had never thought of it that way. And so I'm like, don't make it. Getting out of that all or nothing Mm -hmm. thinking, which I am guilty of doing as well. And it's, it kind of goes back to, the splurge is like, yes, I can splurge on my birthday, but it doesn't have to be the entire month of September. No. Yeah. <laughs> I can be just... The month of Libby. Yes. <laughs> well, then I'm the month of October. Right. So, exactly. Yeah. And then the other thing that happens is like, well, I'm going to eat a bunch of candy on Halloween. So, and then, then we've got Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving coming, Christmas, so I might as well. And yeah. Might as well just finish out the whole year. Exactly. So starting in September, then we just finish out the whole year. Ex- yeah. 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 Start with my birthday. It's Libby's birthday, then Alex's birthday, then it's Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. So you might as well from like <sighs> September 1st yeah. until January 1st, eat yeah. whatever we want. Eat right? whatever. I wish. <laughs> yes. But um, that pot, Alex sent me a podcast yesterday um, that was about epigenetics, but it was kind of like what we're talking about. Like epigenetics is just Um, what's happening from all these lifestyle changes. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what their podcast talked about as well. But at the beginning of that podcast, there was somebody who gave some tips about how to, I think he had lost like 45 pounds and he had kept it off. And then he was giving the listeners some tips about that. And I thought that they were super duper good. But one of them was just that it was a bad day 
doesn't have to lead to a bad week or month or, or year. year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a bad day. And then tomorrow yeah. is a new day and we can start all over. Even if it was, I was trying to for 30 days in a row do this and I blew it on day five. And so forget it. No, if you blew it on no. day five, you don't have to blow, you blow it on, on day six. Exactly. And yeah. it's, and you know, there is no perfect and there's no rule book there's no rule book and even if there is they're just arbitrary rules that somebody made up you know you can I think trying to kind of get out of that all or nothing and into the intuitiveness Mm -hmm. of our bodies and listening to your body and not beating yourself up you know I think I think sometimes of the things that I tell myself that are terrible like it's like gosh you blew it like you know you just really blew it like I would never let anyone else talk to me that way no no (laughs) I would kick them right out of my house I'd be like uh you can leave now but in but that's the internal dialogue that goes into my brain sometimes when I'm not pleased with how the choices that I've made and instead maybe a more kinder dialogue of like of course you ate a brownie like you had a stressful day the brownies were there Mm -hmm. um they were calling your name and I can totally see why you did it. No judgment. Yeah. And let's start afresh tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I think we think if we're not going to beat ourselves up and be so hard on ourselves that we will never comply. But I think the opposite is really true. If you treat yourself with kindness and listen to your body, I think you'll end up doing a better job. Well, and, and, and it's funny because you say that, and I'm the same way, that I, you know, will just get very disappointed in myself, and mm-hmm. I didn't have the willpower, I didn't have this, but I'm the first person to tell the other person, be kind to yourself. Right. Be kind to your body. Mm-hmm. You know, just don't allow that one thing to really set off, it's okay, you're human. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to enjoy those moments with family and friends and other things. And, you know, because not only is your behavior for you, but it also affects how they respond to the situation. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's, I know that I had to figure that one out a long time ago that, you know, when I get stressed about going out to dinner, when am I going to eat? When am I this and that? It affected how they felt. Mm -hmm. And so it was one of those of, huh. It's not just me, you know, I'm affecting everybody else around me. So of, of keeping that, of it's not just you, it's everyone else in your life. Our relationships with ourself are really, really important mm-hmm. relationships because your dialogue in your brain is going on 24 seven, you know, yeah. so even like you are spending more time with yourself yes. than you are with Dan, you know, or yeah. even the puppies. Or, you know, like, like, and so that what that real is saying yeah. is so critically important. And yeah. so I sometimes stop and I think, Really? Is that necessary yeah. to be like talking to yourself that way? Like, yeah. you know, you're, I mean, and, um, you know, what is perfect anyways? And I mean, it's yeah. just, um, it's just interesting to stop and look at those thoughts sometimes and think, is that serving me really? Because I don't know exactly. that it always is. Yeah. You know? And changing a mindset. And I yeah. think just like we're talking here, that we have choices on how we can change what our body is exposed to. It's the same thing with our mind. Mm-hmm. You know, right. we have the same ability to change how we act, react to the situations that happen. Because believe me, I'm the first person to be like, what I do? What I do wrong? Mm-hmm. You know, that that negative thing just comes mm-hmm. out in my head. So, right. yeah, it's how Beating we Beating yourself to- up, mm-hmm. you know, and it's yeah. just not helpful. And that's part of epigenetics too. I mean, it's really... All those things matter. You know, your relationships affect your epigenetics. Yeah. Well, one of those relationships is your relationship with yourself. Right. I mean, it seems so 
all this stuff, I think where I get hung up is it feels too simple to make a difference. I know. But it makes such a huge difference. Well, think about when you were working with your patients and if they were ill or anything, you're always talking about who's your support system. Mm -hmm. You know, because if your head is in a good place, and I think of, you know, one of our um, former clients when she was going through cancer, that girl was mm-hmm. 100% positive through her entire journey mm-hmm. with cancer and everything else and is doing fantastic mm-hmm. today. I think that has such a huge impact on your health. It really does. Of, you know, just not only your mental, but the support system that you allow in your life mm-hmm. during that. You know, one of the other things that's been coming up in some of the stuff I've been doing um, educationally is we look at our past to decide what's going to work for us, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's like, well, I've never been able to get to this weight before and I've never been able to keep it off. Every time I do lose it, it comes back. So we look at the past for evidence. Yeah. And I I, um, just like to look to the future. Right. And like, you know, what if you just knew, like what if one day, like what if someone told you, like say you've got this goal weight in your mind and you don't have to say it, but just say you wanted to be there. And if I told you, Alex, I looked into the future and a year from today, yeah, that's the weight you are. And mm-hmm. you 100% trusted me and believed me that I really knew that. And you believed you were going to get there. Yeah. Having that positive mindset belief would yeah. come to fruition if you really exactly. 100% believed it. Mm-hmm. But instead, we look at our past for the evidence. And, you know, in, if you always look at the past, nothing new will ever happen. No. no. In any regard. So, yeah. you know, you have to just be on your own side and you have to be, you right. have to be willing. And, and the thing about lifestyle changes, and I say this again and again and again, but like consistency carves canyons, right? Yes, it does. Like, and it, it feels like, well, I ate all this good, healthy food this weekend and I still didn't lose weight and I still don't feel any better, you know, and why, why I just want to give up. Yeah. It's the consistency day in and day out, it repeated is. over time that makes the difference. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I see it time and time again in our clients and mm-hmm. in my own personal journey and stuff too, but it's, there's nothing easy about it. I mean, and, and no. I think what's so hard too is that it's not normal almost yeah. You know, I mean, the standard American way of living is all about the immediate gratification now. Right. And it, I mean, it's, it's not a character defect or flaw. I mean, it's how we are. I mean, yeah. the, the advertising and the it's plentifulness constant. of all of these it's things. Constant. It is ingrained and it's almost like they look at you like you're odd if you don't buy into it. Mm-hmm. So it is, it's a, it's very, very hard, but we're seeing, unfortunately, it's not working for society. So, right. Absolutely. So I guess kind of my big takeaway today is that, you know, your genes are not static. They Mm -hmm. are very dynamic and what you do matters. And so think about the choices that you're making every day, not just for weight loss, not just to check off the list on the 30 day cleanse that you're doing, but to really truly impact your health. Right. And I, I like to think about your health span, not just your lifespan, right? Um, your health. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, I, I want to live to a hundred. I really right. do, but I don't want to spend eighty to from age eighty to one hundred in the nursing home, like barely living. Like I want to live. I want to have want a to feel healthy good. life. And I want to be riding my bike and hiking and feeling good and not on five different medicines that 
make me feel so yucky. I don't want to get off my couch. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I was re- maybe it was in this brainwash book. It was talking about um, like if we could go back. Okay. So it was talking about like if I could go visit one of my Paleolithic ancestors and tell them what life is like now. And um, it was, I was, it was saying like, oh my gosh, we've got this internet where you can get any information you want at the just, you know, you just, yeah type it in Google and it comes up and um, we have refrigerators in our homes. We have these grocery stores where we can get any food that we want, you know, cars and iPhones and iPads and all of this. And, you know, the cavemen are like, wow, this is amazing. Right. You know, and, um, and we're living like longer lives than you live too. And, um, but from like age 40 on, (laughs) Like we're sick and we're on these medicines and we yeah. see all these doctors and we can't don't feel really that great and um and the cavemen would be looking at you like mm, I don't know I think maybe like so you're living longer but yet you feel terrible the whole yeah. time you're living longer like I'm not so sure I'm so excited to like adopt your culture here yeah and it was kind of fascinating to think of it that way mm-hmm. um, because yeah I don't want to just. No. live a longer life mm-hmm. I want to feel amazing you know well and it, and I think that's a thing too it, and it kind of makes me go back and think about your girls when they're talking about you know epigenetics and you know where it really starts making a difference is even prenatal mm-hmm. you know before well even before you get pregnant mm-hmm. of having a healthy body husband and wife mm-hmm. actually and how important that is on so even what's passed along during yeah. prenatal and how important that is. Yeah. I mean, it's it starts before you're even born. It really does. So. And I, I didn't know, um, you know, what I know now when I was having my kids. And I feel like maybe sometimes I didn't set them up for the best success. Well, have any of us. Yeah. But, you know, you only you only can do the best that you can do um, with the information that you've got at the time. Right. Well, and that's what talks about. I think it was in one of the studies I was reading that you don't kind of plateau for certain things until like your middle age. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the things that you're doing with the girls now still make a huge impact Mm -hmm. on, you know, how those genes are expressed. So. Yeah, it's not too late. I mean, Mm -mm, I'm changing. I mean, you get a whole new body every couple of years, really. Yeah. And your body is built out of the food that we're giving it to eat. Yeah. So if you, so even if you're 80 years old, listen to this podcast and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know this information. I've destroyed my health for all these years. Start today because there is no, um, I mean, we're constantly renewing. I mean, Mm -hmm. the cells that you have today are not the cells you were born with. We are constantly making new ones and those are being made by the building blocks we're giving our body. Yeah. So profound if you really think yes, about it. Yes, it is. It's really, yes, really it super is. interesting. So any final takeaways you want to add today, Alex, before we close it up? I don't know. Just kind of going back to just the basic of um, those little changes and just being more mindful of what you put in your body and where you put your body, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, looking at your environment and stress and everything else. And just, you know, just look and see what changes you can start to make. Yeah. Small so. little changes mm-hmm. build up over time. That's for yeah. sure. So we're talking about intermittent fasting next yes. time. I know I jumped the, caught the cart before the horse and talked about some of that today a little bit too, but, but we're going to talk more specifically about yeah. that and kind of 
how it works because there's a lot of and it seems there's pretty simple like kinds yeah fasting don't eat the end right it can be um <laughs> that simple yeah but really there's a lot of other um nuances to it and so we'll maybe break down the different types mm-hmm. of fasting and um how it works and what you do and how you do it and yeah. um talk all about that yeah. next time yeah exciting yeah okay awesome we'll have a great week all right everybody thank you take care